Hello, everyone. You are listening to Learning, Lifting, Leading, Social Equity for and by Black and Brown Girls and Women. My name is Jen Grimmett, and I wanted to take a moment to introduce myself and to tell you a little bit about how I came into this role as your podcast host. Dr. Carmen Monaco, Assistant Professor of Human Service Studies at Elon University, and Reverend Donna Van Hook, local minister, cast a vision for extending the learning and wisdom from the Women's Conference held at Shaw University Divinity School each year, specifically focusing on the current three-part series, The Souls of Black and Brown Girls and Women, Learning, Lifting, Leading. With support from a community partnership initiative of the Cronodal Center for Service Learning and Community Engagement Grant, both through Elon University, a partnership with the Raleigh Apex Branch of the NAACP and Shaw University Divinity School, the vision was realized in the fall of 2018. When Dr. Monaco approached me to get a sense of my level of interest for taking on the roles as host and media producer for this project, I jumped on the opportunity. One, recognizing the importance of this work, and two, the opportunity to work with a former colleague. But then I started to reflect on a very important detail. I am a white woman who would be entering spaces and dialogue for and about the experiences of women and girls of color. And I say this because it did worry me that it might be felt to be yet another white person inserting themselves into the realities of black and brown girls and women. While my background in current work includes a great commitment to justice work and advocacy, special care and consciousness for the role my whiteness has in perpetuating systems of white supremacy was and is needed to fully engage black and brown folks in their narratives and not just within the context of this project. Always. This journey has been a gift. The interviews took place over a period of two months, in coffee shops, by phone, in offices, and even a public library. I spoke with mothers, teachers, community activists, clergy, scholars, students, and authors. I have been so humbled and honored that the folks who are willing to share their stories and expertise invited me into their minds and hearts. With some, we talked about my whiteness before beginning our conversations. There were questions. With others, we processed through it a little bit after our discussion. I'm very grateful for the grace and support I was given when I fumbled through those hard moments. It's a powerful and much-needed conversation to tackle. For black and brown folks, yes. But most especially for us white folks. And that needs to sit with us. First up is Reverend Donna Van Hook, local clergy, offering a brief introduction in history of this project. So hello, Reverend Van Hook. Hi, Jen. How are you? I'm well, thank you. So... Could you introduce yourself to our listeners a little bit, um, you know, maybe given a little bit of your background and engagement with this work? Sure. I am a former law enforcement officer, and um, I had a life-changing event to happen in my life, and I ended up 
searching for uh, what to do next. And so uh, in trying to do a changing career and uh, was called to preach. And in that process, I was a student at Elon University. Um, I was introduced to some wonderful professors who guided me to the process of looking at seminary. I had never heard that, actually, that word before. Uh, some words I, I found to be quite interesting that I found at um, Elon University as a student. Actually, it was three white males at Elon University, so that was a remarkable thing to happen at that time. Then I was able to find out what uh, my next steps would be by looking at a uh, website for seminaries. I saw a couple that I had heard about, and one of them was Shaw University, Divinity School. So I uh, happened to uh, come upon a person who introduced me to Shaw University Divinity School, fell in love with it, and it meshed well with uh, my education at Elon University. I actually am an alumna of both Elon University and Shaw University Divinity School. What has been your connection with Shaw University Divinity School in regards to the conference that kind of led us to this work? As a community worker with NAACP, I could connect that work with what I learned in seminary. I did a lot of coursework in ministry to African-American families. So I have a remarkable interest in seeing black men, women, children prosper. And not only that, in a holistic way, mind, body, spirit, Uh, emotionally, psychologically, those type of things. When I heard of the topic for 2017, I thought I might be able to connect both of my um, alma maters into a community partnership through Elon University. And so uh, I introduced this idea to a professor at Elon University. She was sold on it. We began to uh, participate in the planning for the Women's Conference at Shaw University Divinity School, we participated in the discussion of it being a three-year venture, which was uh, to talk about and to uh, address issues related to black and brown girls. Now, that expanded just last year in 2018 to include women and also expanding the uh, topic of uh, leading, lifting, and learning. Okay. So uh, that's how that came about. One of the things that, so I'll I'll backstep a little bit. Sure. Uh, You know, as the topic has been introduced, this podcast is titled Learning, Lifting, Leading, Social Equity for and by Black and Brown Girls and Women. When I was approached to help facilitate this series, one of the reference points that I was given was with the McSilver Institute in Chicago and their focus on poverty policy and research and really looking at ways to implement justice work in different capacities and through different access points, I guess. And they have a podcast that is titled... Black Boys and Men Changing the Narrative. And a lot of the topics for this podcast were addressed in theirs. 
And what I'm wondering if you could kind of share a little bit about, like, how did this project, like, come together? Sure. The, the complexities of the issues related to black and brown girls and women are, are um, similar in some ways to those of uh, black boys, black men. Uh, but of course, uh, being female is, is a whole different ballgame here in this nation. Uh, there, the complexities go to bounds uh, in, in genderism and um, uh, not just racism. It's very intersectional. And so the relationship there, I think, is the uniqueness of black and brown girls being in this nation uh, throughout the history from 1619 of um, African-Americans coming by force to uh, this nation and the issues that women have faced as a result. Uh, You had young girls who were uh, stripped away from their their families. You had uh, women who were used uh, to breed uh, numerous children and no guarantee that they would be able to raise them. And that's one of the issues I think that we address is a woman's perspective of raising a girl. Uh, How does that uh, relate to the 21st century, you know, in connection with uh, the things that we have been going through all these times. So there are some things that are similar, but because it is a female issue, I think the complexities of being female is kind of like the, uh, we, we have said over time that three strikes against uh, women would be that you're female and you're black. And um, it could be any other thing related to that. It could be your age could be sexual orientation, those type of things. So just that addition of being black and female uh, added to other isms, I think, uh, makes it unique. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm -hmm. To kind of propel us into the the episodes themselves, what, what were you hoping to send as a message to folks throughout the narratives in this podcast? What were you hoping to capture through engaging in these narratives? Well, the, the essential thing we want to um, message you want to see in is hope. Even though uh, we live in, in uh, dire times, uh, the racial climate of this nation is um, unbelievable. But this is not just started so uh, we want to say that uh, there is hope, though, in empower, empowering women and girls who are of color to see that um, there are things that, um, that can heal. There are ways that uh, we can come together as community to help one another. And that is things that we have addressed in the first two years is there is a slight divide between the black and brown community that we really need to tackle so that we will, um, I think, be more of a force in um, building one another up. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, there's strength in numbers, but also, I think, to uh, close that division, that fragmentation between um, women of color, I think would be a dynamic that uh, would um, boost our efforts to build community. We are really, really trying to affect change in that way. Hopefully that's something, and preferably that's something that will come about even in this um, next year, 2019. Mm -hmm. 
which is the third year. So what I'm hearing you say and you know what I've had what I've heard throughout the conversations that I've had with folks is a couple of messages. One, you are not alone. And two, it's a straight up call to action. Definitely. Like would you agree with both of those? I would agree with that uh, most definitely. Uh, and thank you for pointing those two things out. That is definitely what we tried to do in the first year of the conference was a call to action. I don't know how well we have done it, but there's still so much work to do. And, and there goes back to that uh, empowering people to empower themselves, which is providing the tools for each one of us to reach and grab and lift up, you know, as we rise. One little last point. Is it a call to action just for black and brown girls and women? Good question. I think it's up to each one of us to do an introspection, find out where we stand as it relates to this topic. Now, we can't force people to do this or that, but... We can introduce uh, these topics to people and let them uh, or their conscience guide them in the way that they should go. So it's enough work for all of us to do, Mm -hmm. uh, which is to build community with one another, to build relationship, just to continue to, you know, make this journey uh, holistic where all of us can get what we need Mm -hmm. uh, at whatever time we need it. So I would say uh, most definitely just just listening to the the podcast and hearing uh, what it is that that we have to say, not just from uh, experts in the fields, whichever their uh, field is, everyday people, persons who feel that this this podcast is a worthwhile journey. Just listening and then saying, "Okay, what next for me? What do I need to do?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and that doesn't matter uh, whether you creed, uh, color. Uh, religion, whatever. Everybody can can bring something to the table, I believe. Well, thank you for sharing. And, you know, thank you for providing some lovely context and introduction to the work that folks are getting ready to listen to. So thank you. Thank you. So without further ado, I present to you the storytelling adventure known as Learning, Lifting, Leading. Social equity for and by black and brown girls and women. We hope you enjoy.